Hey, hey, creators, welcome to the Creative Church Podcast, where each week we talk about the latest in Christian creative culture and we explore the lives of prominent creatives. Today is Friday, June 29th, 2018, and I'm your host, Nick Goodner, here with me today all the way from just outside the Mile High City, Ross Montgomery. Hello. <laughs> and to his digital right, my left, Emily Cummins. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Now, real quick, before we get started, we were off last week due to me being on vacation, so we... We're ending this week. We will end the one week on, one week off tradition. Like this has been going on for the past month. We're going to end that this week. <laughs> we're going to have a episode this week and the week following. So yeah, Yay. we're pretty excited. So uh, guys, let's catch up. How have you all been? How have you been doing? Well, first and foremost, you uh, have mentioned something about kettle corn Oreos to me, and I can't get that out of my brain because <laughs> hello Oreos. Right. Yes. Yes, but before we started the show, I did mention something about kettle corn Oreos, and uh, that is that <laughs> kettle corn Oreos are delicious have you guys had these uh, yet yes have you have yes okay, are they let's... like available right now or is that just a halloween thing no no they they are available right really? now really <gasps> i picked some up the other day now oh, they might stop. have been from halloween now that you now that you say that <laughs> that's a good point i didn't realize well, where they did you been. buy them they were at target i well, was just I mean... walking so like hmm. here's the thing since we started this podcast since emily joined us on this podcast i have had this this asphyxiation with different oreo flavors you're welcome and like so now i'm walking through the store if i see a new oreo flavor i'll pick it up and buy it and just <laughs> just to try it because i don't i want to i want to be up on the up and up you know because i, I don't know it. what emily's gonna bring Have you... <laughs> so so emily on on a scale of one to ten how, how how do where do kettle corn oreos fall oh man it's been so long i need to like run to the store real quick try them again <laughs> and then let you know they're so, delicious they're like a popcorn they're, yeah, they are. If if I were to go to the movies and they were to sell kettle corn Oreos in place of popcorn, I would buy them because they are that good. Now mm. I need to go try them again. Yes, because I don't remember. Now, have you had the new Coca Cola? No uh, flavored Oreos. Are they the good? Cherry Coke. <gasps> oh man, I haven't. I was just asking. I was hoping you had had them oh, so that I can know. See, I'm obsessed with Coke and Oreos, so I feel like this is like a the dream. Drink. Yes. The drink, not, yes, not the, the drink. Let's yeah. clarify, guys. I'm obsessed with is, the drink, Coca Cola. Obsessed with Coke, as in Coca Cola. Um, Thanks for no, looking out, Nick. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, but no, guys, what 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 were your what what was on the agenda last week? I was out completely. I was gone. I was relaxing. I was by a pool, or I was at Disney World. I was I was vacationing. I was I was nowhere near a computer. But uh, what, what, what were what were your weeks like? I. Uh... I was still kind of catching up with everything as we're, our church is getting ready to do some live streaming and um, adding a lot of people to our media team. So we've had a couple of weekends of just intense uh, kind of shadowing a lot of people at once is what I call intense. And so um, doing some follow up with all that just throughout the week has been pretty crazy. But What um, what is your live streaming process getting it set up? What has it been looking like? Uh, I'm not in charge of that. We just hired a full-time tech director. Oh, cool. So that is falling under his purview. And mm-hmm. actually, yeah, he, he was out in Florida just before here, and he has done live streaming. So um, he's very What's familiar with What's his name? Emily it. and I probably know him. Yeah, yeah, oh, you? Know. Well, it's, um, I think both of you know Olivia uh, Indicott Moore. Yes. It's her husband, oh, Jason. Yeah. We do know him. Yes. Wait, awesome. actually, I don't know him. I know her, though. Yes. So, but I, it's, wow. yeah, it's Jason. Yay. And so, yeah, he's awesome. He is the real deal. And so he's leading all that. And um, yeah, so it's just cool. I've, I've That's kind of stuff coming off my plate that I can um, actually 
focus on some other creative endeavors that I'm wanting to do within the church that's outside of running the media team every mm -hmm. weekend. Cool. So, uh, yeah, so it's cool. I mean, I'll still be that's involved awesome. with some of the support stuff, but uh, I'm not going to be uh, direct hands-on as I was, as I have been for the past three years. So it's going to be awesome. a change, and we're trying to get used to that, and we're trying some other things with, like, um, we've run into several times over the past few years of our lead pastor wanting to preach a sermon, but not being there on a weekend because he's on vacation or, you know, is doing a wedding mm -hmm. out of town or has a, has a kid doing something. Mm -hmm. um, and so he's, you know, missed a few opportunities that he wanted to preach. So we're going to also practice with doing video teaching where we record in the middle of the week with, you know, have the staff be the audience um, and invite anybody else that's a part of the church that's available during the week. Um to come join in and, and sit in for a message and record that and then have that kind of be, um, how the, how the service flows go. So lots of interesting things coming up and it's really keeping a lot of us busy right now. Yeah. So, but I am looking forward to, and I was, as people knew I was in the Philippines, but that was work. But next week I'm going to Kansas for 4th of July, Ooh. hang out at the lake and on my sister's farm. So we're just going to, that's fun. Just kind of, Try to take it easy. Got got my uh, son's birthday. He's turning three next week. So, oh my um, yeah. So it'll be a full week next week, and then we got our first family camping trip scheduled for the middle of July. Um, that's not in a backyard. Wow. <laughs> that's actually in the mountains. So that's it'll awesome. be interesting to see. I got to go pick up like a six person tent. So we'll see how that goes. Awesome. I I will say once the you know live streaming. Speaking of like teaching before a service and then like showing a dinner dinner in a church service um once we get the hologram technology <laughs> i mean mm, yeah you don't got to be there on a sunday morning like that's it like you just you just let the hologram do it like once we get there we got there it's I know the logical I, next step i'm gonna just do everybody this. in the audience will have on vr goggles <laughs> and um <laughs> hey life church did that once they yeah. did a vr so service cool. and i don't know if they still do it um, if someone from Life Church would reach out to me and tell me if they're still doing it, that'd be awesome. Yeah, uh, I'm just, just telling you guys. Once we get the holograms, uh, Nick's going to do the podcast via hologram. Like, that's what I'm going to do. Like that's what <laughs> I'm. Doesn't make a difference because we're recording audio and nobody can see you. But <laughs> hey, just because you can, you will. Just because I can, I will. Yes. <laughs> Emily, um, real quick, I I want give listeners a peek into your life real quick because not not an Oreo based way. Um, uh, <laughs> You're planning an event for September. I am. What is this event? Yeah. So we're hosting the fourth ever Becoming event. What? Um, yeah. So every year Becoming Me hosts an actual event. Um, so an in-person event in Central Florida. And we also live stream it for people who aren't in the area. And I mean, every year we have a couple hundred gals who join us in person and then thousands online, which is a lot of fun. That's awesome. Um, but we basically share women's stories in real life. So they're live interviews, not pre-recorded. And then I will do a teaching and each year has a different theme. So like one year I actually um, taught from a prison cell and then broke <laughs> free, which was really fun. I just posted a picture of that actually on my Instagram and um, another year we actually like physically laced up warrior boots and uh, it's just a lot, a lot of fun. But the whole goal of the event itself is to equip women in a tangible way with one next step on their becoming mm -hmm. journeys. Um, so this year, the event is September 17th. Um, we're hosting it at church of hope in Ocala. You can actually, it's ticketed. Um, the tickets are free. 
which is cool. But those tickets let us plan best for all the women who are coming. We have some cool like goodie bags and things Mm. like that. But this year's theme, oh my goodness, I've been literally studying (laughs) for this message for nine months. I'm not kidding. Like it's, it's, yeah, what God has put on my heart for September 17th is going to be pretty awesome. So any ladies, feel free to join us and uh, y'all can check it out online as well. Now, ladies, I will say I'm planning on coming. I don't even care if I've already been invited, so I'm coming. Nick's like in depth. You're just like, you're a part of the event. It's totally cool. Oh, no I'm, I'm a part of the event now. What am I well, going to do? Can I you're, can you're, I do something? Yeah. Can I like what what can I do? I'm gonna. Ooh, you should be like run our live stream. That'd be so fun. <gasps> Moderate comments and like talk with our That'd live stream fun. audience. Yeah, That'd then be they so wouldn't fun. know that I was a man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Except for all of our listeners right now. <laughs> Except for everyone right now. Yes. So if you want to come out and hang out with every all the ladies yeah. and one guy, me. so one cool thing there will be a couple other dudes there um so the guys at church pope use this as a time to really invest back into the ladies around them which is cool so i mean i'll have dudes running tech for us helping park cars like all that good stuff so nick you won't be totally alone (laughs) perfect that is that makes me feel better (laughs) and you have to bring lydia i mean come on well i Fingers crossed. She has a conference in uh, in Phoenix at that time that she does every year. So I don't know when those dates fall, but I will bring her if she's here. Yes. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for this event because I got an email while I was on vacation. Like, hey, could you give us some sort of a (laughs) a flyer or something? What was it? It was some sort of thing to go in a goodie bag. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, I was like, I don't I don't know what I'm going to get. But now I got to get something. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I have to get something. So you got you got a couple months before. Yeah. Well, no, no. Emily gave me a strict deadline. Yep. She was oh. like, I need this in by August. I got to stuff these good events. even I August. It was that. like July. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's yeah. Probably, yeah, she's probably got the whole process planned down to a T. So. Which which I'm just actually just having whatever I order shipped directly to yes. her. Yeah, just, just sent right to her because you know me. I'm not going to ship it. This It'll is you know, you know what you should do. You should get custom Oreos <laughs> yes. with the Creative oh Church logo God. stamped oh onto goodness. the cookie. I would die. Is that possible? <laughs> is that I have no possible? idea. That would be so oh fun. Oh my gosh! And they should the do that though, right? Wouldn't that be a great? Okay, so yes. here we have it in recording. Ross's idea <laughs> yep. of custom stamping Oreo cookies. Yes. So I'm going to ask for royalties if I see them do it. So because you can do the M and M's, you can do M and M's custom. True. Yeah. Yeah. So why it's just a little you do laser Oreos? printer, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited. Like, this is our first time doing a goodie bag, per se, like, ever. And so far, the partners who are responding back, like, and what they're going to send, I'm pumped. So that's why I'm encouraging, like, basically the first 300 ladies who come get this bag, and it's going to be awesome. I'm excited. So I, I got to do a goodie. Okay, good. So that gives me a little more direction. I was going to yeah, email you yeah. back. I haven't emailed you back yet. Um, but uh, well, I was you just thinking, verbally I was, told me, so this is great. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we're, we're discussing. It's we're binding. actually doing a planning meeting. While yeah. you know, we're two two birds, one stone. That's what we're doing right here. Hey, yeah. You basically did open this conversation, asking me to let other I people did. see what it's yes. like to be Emily without mm. Oreos included, and we kind of included Oreos still in this conversation. <laughs> it's so. a little peek behind the curtain, you know. Yeah. 
we we it's like just to encourage... Oreos all the way down. So <laughs> we like to encourage people, and we you know this is a little planning session. This is how planning works with it. all of us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we have a great show planned for everyone today. A little later, we're going to be joined by Paul Cox. Paul is a good friend of Creative Church, and he is the creator of the Church Co, a website building platform designed specifically for churches. Our interview with him is coming up a little bit later. But next up, though, is Quips. Welcome to Quips. Each week we dive into the headlines, articles, and conversations making their rounds on the internet. The ones that are important to us and we feel is impacting church, culture, or creators. And we discuss, Emily, what do you have for us this week? Last week, Chris Pratt, our favorite good guy, yes, accepted. Chris Pratt is amazing. Do you like Chris Pratt? I like Chris Pratt. I like to pretend that we're BFFs. Do you guys have man crushes on Chris oh, Pratt? Oh, absolutely. Oh, for sure. I mean, <laughs> here's the thing. Chris Pratt is the guy that you think about. Like, if I wanted to be a friend with a guy in Hollywood, it's Chris Pat, Pratt and, and James Corden. Interesting. Like, those two would be my friend. Okay. Yeah, I feel. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Do you agree with that, Ross? Uh, Chris Pratt, definitely. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of my close second would be, like, Terry Crews. Okay. He would, yeah, he would. I feel he's a good he dude. Would, yeah, he's awesome. That's awesome. So, Emily, last who's week, yours? Wait, oh. no, don't, 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 don't try to yeah, leave this conversation. Don't, on this don't try question. to exit this conversation. Who my Hollywood <laughs> friend would be? Who your Who is your Hollywood friend? Okay, one would be Anne Hathaway. Ooh. Um, oh yeah. So fun story. I was like total Princess Diaries hardcore fan. Like after I. I knew it. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Love Julia Andrews in those movies. That was a beautiful movie. I was like in middle school, high school. I I don't know. I was younger when they came out. And immediately after leaving the movie theater from Prince Diaries 1, I made a hair appointment and got my hair cut just like Nia Thermopolis. And then like I cried. Before or afterwards? Like after. you had the perm or after, okay. I had like super long hair and then I chopped it all off. But I feel like yeah. I feel like listeners are thinking that I'm joking that I like Princess Diaries, but no, I'm, I'm about to go really deep into this real quick. Oh uh, my goodness. Stop. That's awesome. Genovia. Genovia. I think Emily was uh, saying something about Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt, yeah. Chris, oh, Pratt, right. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. So he accepted the Generation Award at the MTV movie and TV awards and during his acceptance speech well basically he brought the word did yes, y'all see oh his yeah speech? He, there was some preaching going on yeah mm-hmm. and so he had some big ideas and the video has made its round on the internet and pretty much gone viral um and i'm bringing it today for two reasons one anytime you have a guy like chris pratt like a major hollywood star straight up preach at a huge televised event like the mtv awards we're basically obligated to cover it at Creative Church. <laughs> I mean, for real, though. Yeah. And then the second reason is his rules of living tie into our reply all question, which we'll get to later in the show. So for those that might be living under a rock, which was me for a little while until I uh, <laughs> educated hey, myself with complete these seven confession, rules. <laughs> I've read the nine rules. I did not watch the speech. So complete confession. <laughs> I, I, I mean, honest, 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 truthful. Nick and I are basically in the same boat, so it's fine. But uh, here are a few of his nine rules for living. So I'm going to cover seven of the nine. One, breathe. If you don't, you will suffocate. (laughs) I mean, genius. Then two, you have a soul. Be careful with it. I like that one. Mm -hmm. Number three, 
don't be a turd. If you're, strong, <laughs> if you're strong, be a protector. If you're smart, be a humble influencer. Strength and intelligence can be weapons, so do not wield them against the weak. That makes you a bully. Be bigger than that. That's I think good stuff. that was oh, yeah. one, one. That one was one of my favorites. Yeah, that one right yes. there. Yeah, just like number four. When giving, <laughs> when giving a dog medicine, put the medicine in a little piece of hamburger, and they won't even know they're eating medicine. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty deep too. I feel like that can be pretty metaphorical too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> For sure. Uh, the next one, it doesn't matter what it is. Earn it. A good deed. Reach out to someone in pain. Be of service. It feels good, and it's good for your soul. This one is the best one. My favorite is the is the turd one, but this one <laughs> is the best one. And, and Emily, I'll let you read that. I feel like we need a drum roll for this one. Dun -dun -dun. Thank you, thank you. God is real. God loves you. God wants the best for you. Believe that. I do. That's good stuff. The seventh is learn to pray. It's easy and it's so good for your soul. Yep. And he had a few others, but um, you know, we we didn't want to include all of them. You got to go read that article. You got to go yeah. see go on Creative Church. We we put the nine rules somewhere. So That's just go awesome. find it. It's hidden page. It's like a Netflix thing. We hit a page and you find <laughs> it. it's awesome. You, now I did it while I was on vacation. I was like, I'm gonna have fun with this. I'm just not going to uh, publish this anywhere. <laughs> and so now you gotta go find it. So enjoy. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> you read the other three rules. Um, but uh, I, I real quick, I really want to talk about IGTV. Have you guys heard about yes. this? Yes. Yes. IGTV, um, for those that have not heard, is uh, Instagram's uh, newest expansion to their platform. So last week they announced that they were gonna be extending the platform uh, to include IGTV. IGTV is designed to allow users to both create and consume up to one hour long videos. The previous was like a minute, I think, mm -hmm. maybe yeah. a, a minute, I think was the cutoff. Uh, and it's mobile first, meaning it's a vertical video format. Mm -hmm. And um, according to many, IGTV is seeking to compete directly with YouTube, uh, though I feel that's a bit of a farce um, yeah. because their app is completely different than yeah. YouTube. And yep. I see the benefits of both yes. of them existing. Yes. Yeah. So I don't I, I, I whenever I was reading, I was like, YouTube, really? Their competitors, YouTube. I was thinking, no, I don't I don't think that's. Yeah, I don't think it's a competitor. Um, yeah. I mean, I definitely think it's it's the most similar to a vlogging platform yeah. for mm -hmm. Instagram yeah. other than the stories, because you see enough people that break up their stories or have apps that kind of break it into the segments so it'll fit on the story. Yeah. Um, so IGTV is kind of a logical next step because you see a lot of that. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And so I've seen stories used in a creative way, and I look forward to seeing how IGTV will be used because I was just thinking even our um, youth... Uh, our youth department um, had a separate summer Instagram account because yeah. they had a few mm. uh, disenfranchised youth that would try to troll the the main account. So they oh. kind of created this other one just for the summer, just to kind of have a space for students to go. Um, they were doing Bible studies on Instagram stories and that kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh, you could do that for uh, Instagram or IGTV and, and yeah. have like a weekly or daily devotional thing. And since kids are on there anyway, they'll, you know, kind of be able to hit that and watch it and keep it a couple minutes, but not have to worry about the cutoff. Oh, did mm -hmm. I get that last word in there or whatever? Mm -hmm. um, as you're trying to create content, especially for influencers, I think it's going to be a good thing. I think it could be useful for churches for like behind the scenes yeah. stuff. Again, devotionals, maybe a word from leadership, um, 
you know, do some highlights. I still think it's interesting because now we have like not only the regular posts on Instagram, but you have live, you mm -hmm. have stories <laughs> and you have IGTV. And I truly see how each could be used differently. Oh, yeah. But I think that this IGTV is pivotal. Um, for a long time, we've seen a giant shift in communication, mm -hmm. uh, one that allows um, for content producers to have an instant access to a distribution channel, uh, which in fact makes every church or business or influencer a creative content media company. Now it's in the hands of every single person because not mm -hmm. only can we create content, we can instantly distribute it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Building a network and communicating to an audience is literally right at your fingertips. You need to dive into the ways of, of media and understand how to be almost like a media company. And I'm suggesting that every church become a media company, but I'm suggesting that you, you, you find these tools and utilize these tools and learn how to develop creative content for your social media platforms. So um, I wanted to drop some of Creative Church philosophy onto our listeners today to kind of help you create content for IGTV or just creating content for your audience. My my first thing is always know your audience, study them. If you can become an expert in your interest, in the interests of your audience, uh, then you'll always continue being relevant to them. If you find the ways to meet their needs, if you know what their needs are, then you're always gonna be able to develop content creatively to influence them and be a part of their lives um, for the future. Um, the second thing is don't do things for the sake of doing them. This is kind of like my Chris Pratt, nine rules of living. This is, <laughs> yeah. this is Nick Goodner's three rules for creating creative content. Um, don't do things for the sake of doing them. Um, yeah. I'm a huge advocate for being an early adopter. I mean, we've already just this last week when IGTV announced I was on the, I, mean, I was on vacation. I was supposed to be on vacation. I was on my phone <laughs> talking to people, asking them to develop shows for IGTV. That's and they're awesome. like, yeah, sure. And some of the ideas that we had had for like podcast shows, they were like, this would be perfect for uh, IGTV. And I was like, Is it, it, yes, it would. And I was like, so we, we, we put those together. We were able to put two new shows together just in last week. Which um, I think is interesting and also speaks mm -hmm. to, you know, mm -hmm. if you have an idea and you're just not quite sure the outlet, like sometimes, you know, it takes a Shelby. moment like this where you're like, man, this is, this is what I need to see my idea yeah. fully realized. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, not feeling like it has a place to fit until it's literally created for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, but also, like you said, having a plan and not just doing it to do it to, <laughs> right. but to actually have a plan, you know, like, like doing a podcast and then scrapping it and then doing it for real. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I we mean, might have some experience with that. I, I th After three <laughs> years of doing creative church, I have a little experience in knowing what I'm doing here. <laughs> I've done a lot of things wrong. I'm not saying I've done it all right. And that's why I say, if you want to be an early adopter, be an early adopter, but don't do things if you're not ready to do them. Yeah. And I think that's an important differentiation to make, though. Do it with excellence. Do it with quality. But don't mm. don't be a perfectionist about it. Like, you don't right. have to sit there and kill yourself over right. the details. Yeah. And, I mean, in users who uh, follow us, like, on Instagram, um, if you don't follow us on Instagram, weird. Uh, <laughs> 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 wow. How did you hear about this podcast? No. Um, uh, but you can uh, follow us yeah, right now <laughs> with the handle at Creative Church. Yes. Hint, RTV hint, wink, wink. <laughs> but no, um, users who follow like our Instagram stories intently, they know that mm -hmm. the past few months we've been testing new Instagram story formats. And yeah. the first ones were an abomination and I hated them. <laughs> I literally hated them. You cringed to think I back was, on them. I, I cringed to think, uh, I was cringing to publish them because I was like, <laughs> I, this isn't what I want. Okay. Mm. This isn't what I know it can be, but I have to start because if I don't start, yeah. I'm never going to learn 
what works and what doesn't. Right. But now we've we've kind of been doing it for a month and it's like, oh, okay, I know that this design looks really good. I know that people res- respond to uh to this. I mean, it, it's gotten down to even the arrow size. Like what awesome. what what size arrow do people respond to? Is it the big arrow? Is it the small arrow? For some reason, it's the small arrow. I don't know why. Hmm. I mean, we studied other, um, especially like Snapchat stories, because they're the big like news news companies use Snapchat all the time. So we 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 studied those and we we recreated for us and we figured out what worked for us. And so, yeah, don't wait till you're perfect. Don't don't even wait till. Sometimes you don't even need to wait till you're excellent to mm-hmm. do something. You just need to start doing it, but be prepared and have a good thought out plan to do it. And then number three for Nick's three rules of creating creative content, um, find where your interest and your audience interests intersect and create content for those subjects. So that's one of the things that we adopted here in just the past six months with Creative Church. And it's I will take and look at what I'm interested in personally, what the people around us like Ross and Emily are interested in and uh, Oreos, of course. Um, <laughs> and uh, then I what we do is we examine what our audience is interested in. And then whenever those things intersect, that's the content we produce. You're you're listening more than you're just saying, hey, yeah. you like this content and I'm putting it out here. <laughs> yeah. You better look right. at it. And, it. and it also helps you because, you know, I like a lot of things that our audience doesn't like. But I have to edit myself because if I just published everything I liked, we'd be just this mosh posh of, uh, of different things and it wouldn't look good. So, yeah. Yeah. So those were my three tips for creating creative content. And uh, I hope you guys take those. Feed them back into your church and uh, and 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 really adopt and use all the platforms available to you, because we really are in a huge communication stiff shift in which content and distributing are literally one company now, and uh, you can make huge impacts in your community. So yeah. yeah, Ross, what do you got for us this week? So the the movie theater company AMC, um, I'm sure everybody's here heard about. Have you have you guys yeah. had a lot of experience with AMC theaters? Oh, Love yeah. AMC. Um, I've been a Stubbs member, which is kind of their $13 a year um, thing. You get uh, free upgrades on uh, drinks and popcorn. I mean, it's expensive anyway, but, you know, if you go on a date night every once in a while, you know, splurge a little bit and you get free tickets and and gift certificates if you keep going to movies and spending the money on it. So Mm -hmm. they just came out with kind of almost... um, this an is, upgrade to that. So this is jumping on the subscription plan. This is a direct competitor to MoviePass. It is. And yeah. I was going to bring that up, but I don't think so. It, as soon as MoviePass came out, mm-hmm. I don't know if you all have had experience with MoviePass. I personally do have one right now. Do you yeah. like it? Um, yes and no. Okay. Um, I do like it because it does allow me access. There's a theater that's about 15 miles from me that they have every, every theater in there is a recliner seat. And, um, so it allows me access to that and, uh, I can, you know, pay, you know, I go to two movies a month and it more than pays for itself. But what I don't like about movie pass is it, it kind of banks on people not using it very often Yeah, because, you know, I, I don't make it out every week and, and, you know, I don't like that. Um, there's not a lot of flexibility. Like you have to be within a hundred yards of the theater to check in on the app. Mm. You, I can't have my wife check in on the app or log into my account on the app and use it. Um, they will lock me out of my account for two weeks mm-hmm. is what it says in the FAQ. If you try to log in on another mobile device, um, and you can only use it on like digital, digital movies, oh. not Dolby, yeah. not IMAX, not any of that stuff. 
Um, and they've, they've, they've closed accounts of people that abuse it and do go to those movies. So they're pretty serious about it. But they, the, now the thing with movie pass, and I've, I've, I've experienced movie pass. I did not like movie pass from the get because no. movie pass uses, they're using a tactic, uh, in yes. their, in their, in their business structure in which they want to essentially, uh, for lack of a better term, they want to bully theaters into cutting a share of the profits with the, uh, with the concessions. That's essentially what MoviePass's business well, model is. Well, because the is. guy who started it was an ex-Netflix guy, I believe. Right, right. And he thinks he can revolutionize the industry. I just don't like people using bully tactics in business. Yeah. Even to the point of saying, we want to have a MoviePass movie in a theater and only people who have a MoviePass can go to it. Yeah. And so I was, I was, I was argumentative against MoviePass from the beginning. And, Interesting. Uh, lost a lot of friends along the way. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. Um, yeah, I did. No. <laughs> <laughs> there are some things to be critical of, I think, with MoviePass. Um, you know, it, it's kind of like they've been losing money because of the price, I think, for a while. You know, who know, I don't mm -hmm. know if they've made they're not a public company. So they I think don't have they to take a, their, I think they take a loss essentially every I think every they do because it's open. 10 bucks a month mm -hmm. and you can go to essentially a movie a day. But oh, and that's the other thing, too you can't see the same movie twice on a movie pass. So on my app, oh. if I've already checked into, um, let's say Incredibles two and used it on that, I can't go again to Incredibles yeah. two on my movie pass. So I didn't know that. With that yeah. said, as soon as movie pass came out, I think a lot of people, um, I, I know I tweeted at AMC and I'm like, I was like, to be honest, if AMC had a great subscription plan, I'd pay, pay upwards of 20 bucks a month. So they must have mm -hmm. read my tweet directly. <laughs> they did. Yeah, they did. Because they just came out with what's called the A-list. Mm -hmm. And it is $20 per month. And, and there are some limitations to it. They're saying it's one user per account. Like my wife can't use it because they say they're going to check ID. I, I'm going to I'm gonna try to look for a loophole and try to pick up the tickets at a kiosk without and showing ID. They just, ID, they just heard this podcast and closed Ross's and account. And they just closed my account. <laughs> but you get three movies per week mm -hmm. and you get all the benefits of the premier stubs. That's why I brought that up at the first. You get the upgrades on drinks and stuff. You get um, the, the monthly fee that you pay goes towards points in your stubs account. So as you collect those, you can get, use your five or $10 towards free tickets or um, concessions or whatever you want to use, use it for. Um, so there's that. And then, um, you can reserve tickets on the app and as soon as they're on sale. So even if like star Wars is coming out and you want to reserve a ticket for that, you can do that with this. It's not limited to like, you know, it's not limiting new releases and, and, you know, with movie pass, you just have to go night of and like, hope you can, it's not sold out for the time you want to go. Um, you can see IMAX Dolby and pretty much any other offering other than, um, virtual reality or special events. Like if, if you're going to a work event or something, you can't use the, the ticket, um, your A-list oh, for that okay. ticket, but everything else, you can reserve tickets. Um, you can do IMAX, you can do cool. Dolby and you can see multiple movies. Like oh, if I wanted cool. to go see Incredibles three or Incredibles two, three times in one week, I could. Oh, that's cool. I'm excited um, about this. So yeah. Next week is when they're launching um, this A-list. So you can go look it up, mm -hmm. um, Google it and, and kind of get some information, look more at the FAQ, um, and see if it's something you want to get involved with and then sign up for it. I'm going to sign up for it on the 1st of July and, and see how it goes. And maybe we can follow up and I'll let you know if I've run into any problems or, 
you know, what I think of it. Finally, Ross will be sticking it to the movie pass people. <laughs> well, there you have it. Next up is our interview with Paul Cox. This week's featured interview is with Paul Cox. Paul graduated from the University of Central Florida, having studied digital media, the internet, and interactive systems and marketing. In 2009, he moved to Sydney, Australia to attend Hillsong International Leadership College and ended up staying for nine and a half years, coming on staff for Hillsong's web team, building the current version of the Hillsong.com website. He recently launched the Church Co. to provide churches with quality websites at an affordable cost. He now lives in New York with his wife, Claire, and they recently had their first child. Here's our conversation with Paul Cox. Before we get into what you are doing now, like give me a little bit of, of the history of what you, um, you know, have been involved in, your, your background with ministry, wherever you want to start. Okay, yeah, so I guess the, the whole story kind of is entwined with Australia and web and music and all of this these uh, random hobbies that I have that kind of come <laughs> together into where I'm at now. But yeah, so oh, back in 2004, I was at University of Central Florida and I was getting my degree in the internet and interactive systems and marketing. Um, so I was kind of doing this web stuff and I was, I had just discovered um, Hillsong International Leadership College and I was like, oh, I think I really want to go out there and, you know, kind of do music for a bit, do ministry um, because I had this idea that I was going to be this creative pastor, even though I was a drummer and I can't sing and, <laughs> um, you know, I was like, surely it's going to work. Um, then I said, you know what, let me wait. I'll, um, finish my degree up, uh, you know, just in case, you know, for some reason, no one wants to hire a, a drumming pastor. Um, maybe, you know, I have that to fall back on. So I finished my degree. Um, and then I get a job working at advanced micro devices, AMD, so it's like computer processor company uh -huh, as yeah. like a web application developer. I'm building all these pie charts and you know, just really exciting things in Flash because <laughs> Flash was the the rave at the time, you know? Uh -huh. um, and uh, so then I, I meet this girl named Claire, who's now my wife, um, and she's like, oh, I'm going to Hillsong College. And, you know, I wasn't creepy at all, but I definitely followed her out there. And uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, maybe now's a good time to kind of pick that dream back up. And so decided to go out there. That was about 2009. And, um, you know, was was going to go for two years ended up, you know, doing three years of college. I came on staff there as uh, I'm part of the web team, um, you know, worked and built Hillsong.com. And then, you know, Claire and I got married. We ended up staying for nine years total, um, you know, up until just a few months ago where we came back, yeah. um, came back here. And um, yeah, I mean, it was a kind of a crazy story and a lot of different pieces, you know, I kind of put down web and went out there to do music. And then I ended up doing music and doing web, you know, at, at this uh, you know, at a church and, um, it was kind of, you know, the best of both worlds there. Yeah. What was one of the most unexpected things you found as you went out there? Uh, man. Uh, I mean, all the animals are very deadly, you know, oh. so, <laughs> <laughs> so that, that took some getting used to, uh, but yeah, it, it was, um, it was just honestly the, the thing that shocked me, I think the most about Australia is how kind the people are just really nice, kind people. Um, and uh, you can just kind of see how the church is growing out in that area and how it's kind of, you know, spreading around the world as well um, with just that whole, you know, the whole idea of loving people and uh, just how kind, how far kindness can go, really. Awesome. Yeah. And, and now, and like you said, you spent several years over there. Now coming back, how has that adjustment been? 
Well, yeah, so we're in New York now. It's, uh, you know, when we left Sydney, it was, they had their hottest day. It was 115 degrees. <laughs> and when we got here and it was, it was like negative five. <laughs> so, 120 degree yeah, difference. We were, I was like, I had this, you know, light jacket that was my heavy jacket in Australia. And I, you know, it was a, it was a bit of a shock, but, uh, you know, it's, yeah, it's good. It's been good. That's great. Um, so when you started getting into, uh, maybe you can talk about how you got into uh, creating the Church Co. Um, and, and wanting to dive into church websites. Yeah, so I mean, I, you know, having been, you know, a freelancer and a kind of a web application yeah. developer, yeah. I'd done church websites for years. And then um, when I came on staff at Hillsong to do, we were right in the middle of kind of rebranding, you know, the church and re pulling in all the different websites into the one website, because we used to have you know, all of our campuses around the world had a, their own website, all of our, uh, you know, bands, all of our ministries, they all had their own URLs. So we kind of pulled all those together into one. And um, during that time, you know, I was working with, you know, say that the team in Moscow or the team in London or the team in Barcelona to try to get a single website that would work for everyone, regardless oh, wow. of, you know, the size of the church, you know, might be a church plant in South America, or it could be, you know, the main campus in Sydney. Um, which is, you know, 30 years established. So it gave me this uh, experience across all the different kind of phases of church planting um, and trying to build a single platform that's going to meet everyone's needs. Um, so it was kind of during that time that I started thinking, you know, there should really be, this should be accessible to everyone because this is obviously a need for a lot of people, not just our church. Mm -hmm. um, and so from there kind of had this idea you know, that I shelved for a few years and then kind of came back to, um, which is now the Church Co., um, which is, you know, a, a kind of build-it-yourself platform um, that our team's kind of there to help you with uh, that covers all the basic needs. So, you know, we've got, you know, the, the essentials, which is your web pages, you know, your blogs. We've also got all the podcasting built in, online giving, um, stock photos so that you, you know, photography kind of makes a website. So stock photos are built in. It's just kind of like a one-stop sh one shop where everyone can get everything they need and it's affordable. You're not going to spend thousands of dollars up front to get a website anymore. You can just have the tools right there in your hand. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, and getting into the space, it seems like, which competition is good, but it, 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 did it ever seem like you were getting into an oversaturated market of offering a website builder? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, obviously, there's tons of website builders out there. Um, I think because we kind of take a, a bit of a different approach um, to kind of website builders, right? There's there's these drag and drop builders that are very design focused, but and th that's great if you're a designer. If you have the, the best design skills, you're going to make a beautiful website. And I think the the challenge that I had, um, you know, when I was working with teams across the world, was that not everyone was at a place yet in their church growth to have that person on staff, which meant that they had to either outsource it, outsource it and pay it, or kind of give it their best shot. Um, and a lot of times, you know, if you're not a designer, then, um, things can start to not look good on mobile or, you know, the, the font choice, the color choice kind of, kind of starts to fall away. So I kind of took a different approach to the website builder, which was, let's make a system where, you know, at its starting point, it already looks good. And then from there you make it look better. Cause I think a lot of times when you get, you know, into these other systems, you get a blank canvas to work with, um, which is awesome if you're an incredible painter but yeah. i know if, like myself i'm a developer i like there to be a good starting point that's always going to look good and then i like to you know work with a designer or work with you know a graphic you know i can do some graphic design um to make it 
look even better using my images and you know my skills in Photoshop. But um, I wanted to kind of raise the baseline starting point so that no matter what you do, your site will always look good. And then from that point, let's make it look even better. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. And I'm guessing you had to kind of bring some people on, create a team. How did all that work out? Yeah, I mean, uh, for the for a long time, I was doing it doing it by myself and mm -hmm. um, kind of came up with all the designs on my own. Um, you know, designed them, built them. I was doing kind of the whole thing. Um, and I've got a couple designers now that we work with, you know, because every once in a while we'll do like a church will be like, oh, I want my own theme. And so we'll design them out a theme that works with our tool set. Um, yeah, building a team was good. But for, for a lot of it, it was kind of, um, it was just kind of me and my wife. And, you know, <laughs> we're just kind of, you know, doing what it takes to make sure that churches have good websites. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Um, and what kind of background does she have that she was, was helping you with? Yeah. So I think that's a real testament to how easy the tool is to use. Cause, um, she's done, um, you know, a bit of a work. She worked for the church as well in our, um, city care, which was our, um, you know, aid and aid and justice kind of community initiative. And she did a lot of that work and it was quite easy for her to kind of just, uh, log into the platform and, you know, help me build these websites out. Um, which is, which is great. And so that's where I think a lot of the strength in not having a, blank slate to start from can be really helpful. It, you know, it means that anyone can log in, you know, add your service times, add your, um, your information, your location, and you know, the website's going to do some work for you. What's maybe some advice as you kind of started building this. And, and like you said, you had a little bit of a eclectic, um, background getting into this. Um, what would be some advice you have for people that are looking to be entrepreneurs or have some ideas they want to execute on? Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of, I mean, you always, you kind of always hear people that be like, uh, oh, I thought of that app first, or, you know, I, um, <laughs> oh, you know, I thought about this 10 years ago and I'm like, that's awesome. Um, but you have to do it, you know, like you, you just have to wake up and do things and, and it can be hard. And especially for creatives as well, you know, it's hard to get organized, but you know, I put a lot of systems in place that made sure that I would get the things done that I need to get done. So, you know, I, I really have my, my task list that's on my phone that just every day it says three things that I have to do. And, you know, if, if it's not in those three things, it gets pushed to the next day as, you know, a bit of extended list. And, you know, I, um, you know, I have a family now as well. So I, I get up before all of them, make sure that, um, I'm, I'm getting up at five in the morning, I'm doing all my work and then I am, you know, ready for my day. Um, so it's just kind of really making sure you're disciplined enough to do the thing that you want to do so that you're not, you know, in 10 years thinking, Oh, I had that idea, you know, yeah, should have, should have yeah. done it. Wish I had done it then. No regret. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, so yeah, as you look at, um, different church websites and you, you know, obviously you've created some, uh, fairly notable ones, like what advice do you have for kind of a church's website structure? I mean, it can go from functional to even just vision. Like, what do you see, uh, that, that it maybe is good and bad throughout your experience? Yeah, I think. I mean, there's, there's a lot of talk on this subject, but I'm, I'm of the, um, the viewpoint that your, your website is the first point, your website and social, they're the first point of communication you're having with a new person. So yeah. I always take the approach of like, like geared towards a new person, right? Because if, if you're, you're, your members that are attending church are going to know of your upcoming events, because you're probably going to say them in your announcements. So you're going to say them from stage. So um the amount of church websites to see that don't have the service times on the homepage or don't have the location is um, it's way too high, you know? So uh, you mm. have to think of your website as this is my greeter at the front door. Like this is the person 
that's having the first conversation with a new person? And what can I do in this, you know, very short amount of time I have with them on this webpage to ensure that they're going to come and I'm going to actually get to meet them in person at church on the weekend? Um, and I think a lot of that is making information easily accessible, such as, you know, you know, welcome, welcome to our church. Yeah. We meet at 9 a.m. on Sundays at this location. Like if, if you're not going to put anything else on the homepage, just make sure that that's there. And there's a, you know, a photo of a smiling face as well. Yeah. There you um, go. Yeah, because otherwise it's, you know, we live in a very digital age. It's easy to just go to the next, uh, find the next church that does have that information. And, you know, sadly, you, your chance of interacting with that person is probably over at that point. So, oh, yeah. Um, what's been kind of maybe a tip, trick or hack that you've found that that has maybe flown under the radar or isn't well known that that serves churches well to do with their website aside from that? I think the the website side of it to me is kind of like the the landing for lack of a better term the landing page but using social to get people to your website is you know where where you really have to put the work into okay. um, so I, it's not that to me it's not that there's a trick that the website can do for you but you need to get people to the website which means you know posting regularly on your social using the right hashtags that you know are trending in your area running your Facebook ads running your Instagram ads and just you know, overall being up with trends that are relevant to your culture so yeah. that you're then putting that, getting that person from there to your website, which is hopefully then getting them into your church. Yeah. Well, that's, that kind of sparked a little question there. Like what's, how do you find those hashtags and those things that are working in your area? Well, you know, there's a lot of, like, I'm big on Instagram. I li like, I like to use Instagram. You can see what's trending in your area. You can, um, you can search on location, you know, you can, see what's happening and to use I use those things to see this is what you know this is what's going on in New York um, and the amount of ads now that now since having moved to New York <laughs> the amount of ads for churches that I get you know of this you know this event is happening in New York is great you can run um, Facebook ads as well you know for anyone in a radius of yeah. a certain amount of miles mm -hmm. it's um yeah it's just all tools like that to get your name out there because I think that the day of kind of waiting for people to come to you is kind of come and gone so yeah, How, this tool lets us get ourselves out to those people, which is amazing. Yeah. 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 And a lot of that stuff, we don't want to be reactive. What are some things that you see coming down the pipeline or maybe some trends that are starting to emerge that uh, you think should be um, grasped onto? Yeah, there's a lot of discussions um, about apps, you know, and if your church should have them, if yeah. they shouldn't have them. Uh -huh. uh, I'm of the viewpoint of, yeah, if that's what you're like if you if your church is full of young people and you, having your app icon on their home screen and they're viewing it every day is going to increase your engagement with that person, then let's start using apps to reach people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that's one thing that I think we haven't really seen people or a really good notable um, example of someone utilizing yet that I would really love to see people doing. It. It's something that we're think we're talking about, we're looking at, we're in the process of building you know, an app to kind of pair with the website as well. Um, oh, okay. And that's uh, something that I think is where the church needs to start kind of looking at and seeing how can we use this to reach more people. What has been one of your favorite things that came out of, of starting this, this uh, business? Oh, yeah. So I get to talk to a lot of churches. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is, which is amazing. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of, we have churches that, let's say we like one of our bigger churches is, you know, 10 to 15 campuses spread across a few continents. And what, you know, the oh, wow. smaller ones are um, church plant haven't had their first service yet. And they're just kind of building, um, building up momentum leading up to their launch date. And I, I really enjoy getting to chat to 
you know, the people kind of responsible for both of those teams and knowing that our platform is working for both of them is also yeah. really cool to me. Like it's, it's just fun to say, to see like, Oh, like this church is just starting out and hopefully in a few years, they're going to be where this other church is. Um, and that's been really fun. Do you, do you kind of see a, a trend going to where, um, churches are putting more of an emphasis on, cause you know, we can kind of get into a little bit of an echo chamber and creative spaces of like always talking about apps and websites and all this stuff. And we just think every church is doing it, but are you seeing kind of a good upward trend of churches putting value on the digital strategy and just a digital presence overall? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's a church that we worked with out in Las Vegas and, um, it wasn't that they weren't doing work before the launch, but once they launched, they were so much more excited about their website that they started running more ads and uh, posting more links to the website than they have. And they saw about a, a, like 9,000 new users a month coming to their website than they had seen before the launch. Oh, wow. um, and it's just, it's just funny that that little, just that little um, change in having a site that they're excited about you know, prompted them to do more kind of outreach, but through the tool. Yeah. And and just seeing that kind of graph of where they were before to where they were now was really is really fascinating. What's what's a piece of advice that maybe you received as you've been on this kind of crazy journey you've been on that's really stuck with you and if you were encouraging someone else that you'd probably bring it up. <laughs> I was talking to Jonathan uh Maum once uh way back. It was probably a couple of years ago. <laughs> and he was like uh, why did you choose websites? <laughs> they're, so, they're like the hardest process to get someone to convert. You have to get so much sign off. And um, yeah, that was really good advice. I think if, you know, like we do it because we, you know, we want churches to have the best websites out there. If, if I was talking to like a new entrepreneur, I would, I would start thinking like, what are easy things that you know churches need that are really easy to adopt um, that kind of have less of a, you know, process of sign off to uh get more yeah. people involved that, that would be my one tip of advice that, yeah, that jonathan kind of gave to me and i'm going <laughs> to pass on to you as well to find out more about paul cox visit the podcast episode page on our website at creativechurch.com that's crtvchurch.com reply all each week we pose a question and give you the chance to answer online in our creative church group on instagram or on instagram last week we asked nothing because um we were on vacation we had no we had no shows we it was in the can show yes so um this week though thinking of chris pratt's rules for living i thought it would be fun to kind of get everyone else's rules for living so therefore i want to ask this week what would be your number one rule for living? You don't have to give me nine, just number one. Oh. <laughs> Go for it, Emily. Oh my goodness. Well, hmm. earlier we were joking about this and obviously eating Oreos <laughs> is something that I would include. Yeah, but, th- but there's but, another thing you might be known for. Yeah. But if I had to pick one, it would be um, never stop becoming who you were made to be and choose to be you. Ross, what's your rule? It's kind of been said before, and I hope this isn't too cliche, but whatever situation that you're facing in your life, um, you're going to think the worst case scenario, and it's not going to be that bad. Mm -hmm. You know, like in my opinion, I mean, I look back at 
at uh like my divorce and stuff and i'm like you know now that i'm through it through the storm or whatever you want to say um you know i'm like man I, i've I learned a lot look mm-hmm. or maybe maybe that's it just always look for the way you can grow through something whether it's positive or negative yeah that that i'll stick with that one that's i like awesome. that um we should live to be hope dealers hmm. uh we need to live to empower other creators to be confident in who they are and in what they create. That's my one rule for living is you've got to constantly empower people to be themselves and to be who they are. So if you want to join in that conversation, you can do so by heading over to our Facebook group and joining Creative Church. That's one word, CRTV Church, and then group, the word group. So on that note, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up. There are a few great ways you can share your appreciation for the Creative Church podcast. First, Subscribe and ask your favorite podcatcher. We also release all of our episodes on our website at creativechurch.com. And you can review this podcast and show some rating star love on iTunes so we can get more exposure. And the more people that find us can also learn how to not be turds. Mm, Yes. (laughs) Lastly, consider sharing this episode on social media. You can find us on social media by searching our handle creative church that's one word crtv church special thanks to paul for joining us today you can check out all that he's doing by heading over to our podcast episode page on our website at creativechurch.com in the meantime i'm nick goodner i'm ross montgomery and i'm emily cummins and we will see you next episode Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Creative Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at creativechurch.com. That's crtvchurch.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Creative Church. Also, don't forget to check out all the other podcasts we have to offer on the Creative Church Podcast Network. 